Welcome to another episode of Just Elite. My name is Crystal, and with me today is Ariel Lowen. Ariel, welcome. It's such a privilege and uh, honor to have you on the show. You um, came first at the Granite Games a few weeks ago. Firstly, congratulations. But before we get to that amazing performance, tell us about yourself, where you're from, how, uh, how long you've been doing CrossFit, because a lot of people are saying, oh, she came out of nowhere, which is not exactly the truth. Right. Well, thanks for having me on here. First of all, Christelle, it's awesome. So I've actually been doing CrossFit for almost 10 years now, since 2012. And I got into it right out of high school. I went to high school here in Midland, Texas. And that's where I live now is Midland, Texas. Got into it out of high school, went to college, still did CrossFit, competed in regionals, and then full circle came back to Midland. And that's where I'm kind of based out of right now. Do you have any Mm -hmm. other sporting background um, from school uh, or is it just came out, did CrossFit or did you dabble in anything else? Yeah, I dabbled in quite a few things. So I was a gymnast from about four years old until 15. Got to be too much, practicing too long. I kind of wanted a little bit of a life. Mm. So after that, I went into high school and I did, I ran track in high school. I was a cheerleader in high school and I did a little bit of powerlifting. So transitioning into CrossFit after high school was a breeze because I had the running background, the gymnastics background, I already knew how to power clean. So it was a very smooth transition, which was perfect how it all lined up. You went to regionals. Uh, which year was your first year? Yeah, my, so I started CrossFit in 2012. My first year actually qualifying was in 2014. I remember doing the open in 2013 and it was the first year I'd ever like competed in CrossFit or anything like that. And it was the, I think it was like 40 burpees, 40 power snatches. And they did 30 burpees, 30 power snatches, and it got a little heavier. Mm. And I remember it just crushing me. So the next 2013, I really worked on moving and like competing throughout CrossFit. So 2014 came and that was the first year I went to regionals and I felt figured out like, okay, I can excel at this sport if I give it a little bit more attention. Mm. I think um, every single person that's ever done the Open remembers their very first Open. I think I did cross mm-hmm. for four months and then I, I started in 2013 and then 2014 hit and I just come off a, a cruise for a week where we were partying and someone said, cool, you've got like a few hours still to, to register, do the open. I'm like, what's the open? And I found out the hard way. Oh no. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I want to say that year it started with double under and power snatch. Did it not? That's that a horrible correct. one to jump into. That is very, that is very <laughs> right. Yeah, that is exactly which one it was. And I remember where I was standing. I remember my judge. I remember the feeling. And um, I was like, oh, okay, man. okay, cool. This is this. And I must say that that was also the first year that they had. That was that horrible workout. Uh, the 14.5 was with the thrusters and the oh. burpees. Yeah. And, and the I'll, burpees. Yeah. And I'll never forget, Errol, I was standing at the end of that workout and um, I'd already cried, which I did. I'm not even lying. And I was watching <laughs> other people. I was watching somebody finish. And I think this, it took that guy 45 minutes to complete that workout RX and that's before, wow. there was a, there were, that was before there was a scaled option. And I remember sitting back and thinking, this is why people think CrossFitters are crazy. And I actually, for the first time, actually understood what the sport was in, in, that, in that moment. Anyway, get, getting a bit <laughs> sidetracked. So your first regionals, then you continued on. 
performed pretty well. And then your last regionals, you were pregnant, but didn't know. Right. No, I didn't know, but I knew something was wrong. So about day two and three, something was off in my body. Like I could barely handstand walk. My like limbs felt weird. My stomach felt weird. So I just knew something was wrong. So as soon as we got home from Salt Lake City, um, I I was like, I'm either pregnant or I need to go to the doctor. So I took a pregnancy test and then found out and then come to know, I think regionals was in end of May that year. I had gotten pregnant back in April. So I was already like, unbeknownst to me, I was already like almost two months in the first trimester. So it was a fun little surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Leading up to regionals, you said only that weekend competing that you, did you feel there was something off leading up to regionals, no difference in your training, no, you know, feeling funny. No. What's so funny about that. I was even telling my husband this not too long ago. It was almost as if after regionals, I got home that Monday and all my morning sickness hit me. It's like it had tiredness and it just all hit me at once so I don't know if it was the Lord like you get one more weekend and then you're gonna and then that's it it. I give you one more weekend and then it's done (laughs) exactly and then you're done yeah so it was interesting Um, interesting. that was your your last open and obviously last Mm -hmm. regionals because after that they they took that away from us my heart was broken but anyway um right and then this year was your me too that was this was your first open um after you 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 had your baby so going into this season having yeah I won't say taking a break because you obviously trained your butt off from after having your having your baby what was the expectations going into this year was it okay this year is going to be my year I'm making it to the games not initially so it didn't really click I had kind of retired I put it in my head from competing after I had a kid I changed my name regionals was gone and I was like there's no way I'm going to go to these sanctionals in Florida to try and compete to go to the games so once I saw they were bringing this format back of okay here's our new regionals quote unquote it kind of gave me a little hope like okay I can I want to try and make it to that regionals again. And so it wasn't until September, my coach had come up to me and was like, Hey, I see that you're performing well, you're moving well, let's try and give the open one more chance. And so I kind of just like listened to him and the open came and he's like, okay, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Qualify for quarterfinals. Of course, top 10% did. So it wasn't horrible. And then quarterfinals came and he's like, okay, let's take this seriously. Strategize these workouts. Let's qualify for semis. And then once I had qualified for SEBIs, it was kind of like full send. Okay, here's what we're going to do training wise. We're going to make sure you're going to show up and you're going to be prepared to do your best. Mm. And it was almost like um, I didn't take it too seriously. Quarterfinals, I took it more seriously. Semifinals, I took it very seriously. And then it paid out very well for me. Mm. So it was exciting. But I mean, you should have seen during the Open already that I can maybe take this a bit more seriously. You came fifth in the world. Right in 21.1 now I don't know about you but that's quite an achievement I mean fifth in the world that's that's quite something so I mean you should have known by then okay I'm doing something right my training has been paying off well what's funny about that is of course I felt amazing and then the next workout came out and I still did decent but it wasn't fifth in the world so it Mm. kind of gave me a reality check like 
okay, you're good at handstand stuff. Now you still have to work your butt off on box jumps, cardio, and all the, all the soul crushing things. <laughs> and I mean, 21.1 was quite a bizarre workout. I don't know about you, but I opened my phone that morning and I was like, okay, this is scaled. Where's yeah. the RX? I think 99.9% of all CrossFitters that did the open had that exact thought. So going into that workout, I mean, I don't think any of us have ever done that many wall walks, not in a warm up, not in no. all the eight years that I've ever been doing this, you know, the sport. So seeing that and then completing it in such a fast time, like how did you approach that workout? Oh, it was a blast. Um, so the first, I was exactly like you, they released the workout. And the first thing I did was text a little group text. I went with the gym and I was like, what the heck? And that's all I said, because we're just like wall walks. So I actually did the workout Friday. We went back and watched my video and I probably did about 10 no reps because you know, the standard was both feet on the wall, move your hands. So I was like, okay, I have to redo it on Sunday, but I was all nervous because I had a great time. I felt good. My double unders didn't mess up. And then I did it again Sunday and beat my old time by 20 seconds with good reps. So it was, to me, I loved that workout because I still improved and surprised myself, which is the best type of workouts. Do you normally redo workouts, <clears throat> open workouts, I, I, I mean? Just because the first one I had to, because I had so many no reps. The yeah. second one, the first time I did it, I just fell apart. So I had to. And then the third one was just like, I've already done it twice. Might as well redo it. Yeah. <laughs> it just but, eats yeah. in your head and you want to do better. <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah. And then um, obviously quarterfinals, you you thought, okay, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I have a chance. Going into the Granite Games with all the hype around Emma Carey and Mel O'Brien placing mm-hmm. so high in the world, knowing that those two youngsters right. um, who I'm very, very excited to see, um, not just at the Games, but, but the rest at of the their games. careers, having those two um, in the field with you, did that play on your mind? What was the expectation going into that weekend? That's funny because it did because they play so high. So I kind of looked at who was all in the semifinals and I was like, okay, I've got four athletes who are going to be number one, two, three, four. I'm going to try and shoot for that fifth. So I was like, we're going to have Emma Carey in there, Mal O'Brien, also to pretend Shelly, Christy O'Connell. They can have one through four. I want to try and get fifth place. If I get fifth, I still make it to the games. And that's great. So going into the weekend, I had, I almost like set my standards too low. Because fifth place, I would have still been ecstatic. Maybe I should have tried to go crazier from the beginning. But I'd already kind of mapped it out in my head. They get these one through four. I'll just take fifth and I'll be happy. Mm. And then during the weekend, obviously after day one, Mal O'Brien, I mean, it was a clean slate for her going into, I mean, Mm. that was just phenomenal to watch. um, Because we don't, I don't know too much about her because she was a a teen athlete and I know there was a stage where she actually was going to stop crossing and just focus on lifting so I'm not quite sure what actually plays into a wheelhouse but mentally looking at that going geez this chick is just crazy I mean these youngsters are just you know did you think after day one that they might like okay this is done or okay maybe I still have a chance after day one I was actually very hopeful I PR'd my snatch at 190 And then I expected in the thruster run to get like 20th place. So to get eighth place, 
ending day one, I was already on top of the world. Mm-hmm. I think I was tied for fifth at that point. So even after day one, they gave me hope that like, okay, I want that fifth spot. It's obtainable. It's obtainable. But we kind of, yeah, it was obtainable. And I still remember ending day one and just they told me like, oh, you're tied for fifth and just being like overcome with joy. Like I can do this. I'm so close. I still have more work to do, but like, it's not completely out of my reach. Yeah. And then Ariel, when did you realize that I might actually be able to go all the way and not just take fifth or fourth or podium, but I can take home the gold and I can potentially win this. Oh man, you're going to laugh at me. So before I even went into the final event, which was the rope climbs and rowing, um, I actually prayed. I was like, God, I don't care if I win. I'm here to get a ticket to the games. So I went into that and kind of let Emma Carey like go fast, let Mal O'Brien go fast. And I was literally just soaking in the whole moment. I remember doing the devil's press and I was like, all I have to do is finish and I'm going to the games. Okay, two more. All I have to do is two more. So never during that last event was I in the mindset of, okay, beat this girl and I'll get first place. My goal was just to punch a ticket. So to enjoy the last event as much as I did and still get first place, uh, that whole day, I still go back and watch the YouTube videos. I was just on top of the world. (laughs) (laughs) I would also- uh, So now I'll go back. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, now I go back to event five and I'll watch it and I'll be like, man, if I would have pushed way harder, I could have possibly won that event and then won all three on the last day. Mm. But that's just being greedy. Yeah, but I mean, we all want that, of course, of course. No, if you, if you go, right, I, what course. I wanted to say is I would totally have that that on replay um, projected on a wall at my house if, if, if you know, if, if it was me. So <laughs> congratulations. I mean, what a performance, especially Thank you. coming back from um, having a baby and thinking that, that you retired. So now I want to talk about yeah. something interesting because I literally just got off a call with um, one of our um, top athletes in the world. She was our national champion and she's a full-time athlete. And there's only one athlete from Africa that qualifies for the games from our semifinals. And she came okay. second, so she's not going. She made it through to, to the last chance qualifier. But but you're not a full-time CrossFitter. No. So talk to me I'm about not. that. Because there's so many people <laughs> that do this full-time and they still don't make it. No. Hashtag oh, mom no. strength. Hashtag mom strength. Or we'll chat about that. So tell me like that. Tell, chat to me yeah. about your training I'm, and um, you know how many hours you actually spend in the gym. So... Up until the open, I would only go to the noon class. And on Wednesdays, I would go from 11 to 1. So that was leading up to the open. Same for quarterfinals. After quarterfinals is when I, quote unquote, stepped it up. So I would go Monday through Saturday from 12 to 1. So two hours a day. And then that's all I did leading up to semifinals. And semi, that's what I'm going to do leading up to the games. But when I say 12 to one, so most people will be like, you're crazy. That's only two hours. But as a mom, that's all I can give it. So I'm there for 12 to one, but I'm doing rowing interval squat cycle. Um, I'll do the daily class, which has weightlifting in it. And then the Metcon. So I'm squeezing so much into those two hours. I'm making every minute count. Whereas most people might do the same thing. It would just be spread out over five hours. I just scrunch it into two and then I'm done but I this is I struggle with I even talked to my husband about this I struggle with 
I'm not willing to sacrifice time with my daughter to be at the gym more. So I'm not going to work out at noon. And then my husband gets home and I'm like, Hey, you watch her. I'm going to skip out on family time. I'm going to be at the gym. I'd rather punch it go to the games and still be able to look at my life and be like, I was there for all of our family dinners at night. I was there to wake her up in the morning. We go to the pool after the gym. So I'm not missing out on life for CrossFit because that's when I feel like it's an unhealthy balance. You've been in this sport for, for a very long time, but recently, and I think it's maybe the past two years that there's a lot of focus now on moms, CrossFit elite athletes mm-hmm. that, that have children. And um, you look at um, Cara Saunders, uh, Annie Thoris' daughter. Right. Um, I know the Morning Chalk Up did an interview with Regan Huckabee that has two children um, that's competing this mm-hmm. weekend. So for you as an elite athlete that is now going to the games for the first time and knowing that, that you have a child, what does this mean for you for the sport, especially because you've been around for so long? Yeah, I hope it gives moms hope to show that your bodies can still do great things after having a child. Because I feel like here in America, at least for me, the common misconception is once you have a kid, you kind of have to give up on your um, your physical dreams. Like if you want a six pack again, if you want um, toned legs again, you kind of have to give that up to have a child. So I hope it kind of shows people that like, you can have a kid and still be like Cara Saunders squatting this much benching this much and you don't have to give up on your dreams or looking good to have a kid but it definitely motivates me just so she can see my daughter can see that I I can still achieve good things and have a kid (laughs) yeah Cara Saunders is is really making her training with her daughter and I'm saying with not obviously her two-year-old training with her but she's with her in the gym and she's really putting a magnifying glass on the process of her training, but still being a mom. Um, because obviously yeah. her daughter, her daughter's with her seemingly, I mean, what you see on social media, it's like the child is with her in the gym the whole time. She's also not all the time out on, but I mean, it's sweet, but it's right. challenging because she's going for gold. Mm-hmm. She inspires me actually too, because I look at what I did, but I also look at what she does. And to me, she's an amazing athlete. So it kind of gives me a little confidence too of, okay, if Cara can do it, I can do it. If Amy yeah. can do it, I can do it. Like, yeah. I don't have to believe these lies of having a kid makes you weak. Yeah. So it's neat. I'm excited to talk to them at the games and see how their bounce back was and what they thought of it. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole new athlete. It's going to be the athletes with no moms and then the the moms all huddled up talking about <laughs> exchanging <I know>. <laughs> stories and standing with their babies on their lap you know <laughs> and she sped up and whatever exactly. I'm making jokes now I'm, I'm not a mom so I'm, I've got no space talking about this <laughs> anyway but um oh, no, yeah I, I, I think it's I think it's uh, it's it's wonderful to see um athletes like yourself with children paving the way and Thank just you. showing women that it, it is possible and when you have a child yeah. Um, you, you get you get mom strength apparently that that comes with a package so it's encouraged <laughs> actually <laughs> yeah yeah do so you have that to look forward to <laughs> um going into the games i mean it's 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 around the, it's around the corner the last semi-finals are taking it place um, i assume you're going to watch well not the ones that's online but the ones that are streaming um going into the games we're still not sure who's going to qualify this weekend but your expected expectations for yourself um 
for the games yeah as far as placing wise I don't have any expectation because I have no idea what to expect how my body will feel what workouts are going to be released how these girls are my expectation for myself is to have the same mindset as I did going into the granite games which was just surprising myself every workout um just being calm before every workout and just soaking in the experience because I really did live in the moment that whole weekend and just had a good time so I want to take that same mindset to the games and not be stressed not be beaten up I just want to go into it with just such a thankfulness of I get to be here I get to have a low shirt that the games gave me I get to compete next to Tia to be and just soaking in all the all the positives about it they, and I think what I'm most excited for, sorry, they sent us an email the other night and the first Monday we're there, we have an athlete dinner. So the individual athletes all get to have dinner together. And just thinking of like being in the same room as these athletes, I'm already like fangirling inside. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the athletes dinner has become quite a, a famous event, even for the, for the, the people yeah. that's not even at the games. I mean, a lot of things get said or revealed or not revealed or... You know, Dave Castro mm-hmm. famously said, oh, what year was it? I can remember. This will be the most difficult games in the history and you should be scared if you want to leave. And I remember it like, and I wasn't even there. So yeah, it's, it's, I can imagine that, <laughs> that it's very exciting for you. I too. know, I'm excited. Yeah. But it's, it's also nice to, to see that you part of that group and you're still so humble, you know. I'm excited to be there with all those athletes, but you're one of those athletes and you, so many people obviously look up to you, up to you as well. That's Going so into, um, Obviously, the dream, I'm saying obviously loosely, but with you competing at regionals for so many years, the dream was obviously always to make it to the games. I mean, that was always the dream. So do you, now that you're a little bit older, wiser, do you approach competing differently than in the past where you would go to regionals and, you know, hope for the best? Are you more relaxed? Do you focus more on having fun? Um, Yeah. What is the mindset? Yeah. Yeah. 100% the regionals I'd gone to before I was single I was in school full-time and I and my identity was a CrossFit athlete so I'd go into these weekends expecting to make it to the games so when I didn't I would like have a little mental reality check afterwards of I'd go to the events and I'd be stressed and I would pick apart my performance what I did good what I didn't do good and then focus on the bads So after each regional, I almost needed a mental reality check of like CrossFit isn't my life, but I should have been a games athlete, but I didn't make it. Now, do I keep doing CrossFit and just all these negative thoughts? Whereas when I went into this weekend or this past weekend at the Granite Games, I didn't feel like I had any pressure. My husband was there, turned me on, and I knew if I qualified, amazing. If not, I still come home and my schedule's the same. My husband's there, my daughter's there, my family's there. My security was on that, not my punching a ticket to the games. And I think that's what's made that whole weekend just so enjoyable was I didn't put any pressure on myself. It was funny. We were even one night at dinner talking and I was like, before the Granite Games, I told my husband like, oh, I'm enjoying training so much. I hope after Granite Games, I can still train for the next level. And he's like, next level, what do you mean? He didn't even think like, oh, you're going to make it to the games. He was like, after this, we're done. Bad husband, bad husband. I know. (laughs) know. So looking back, we kind of all had the mentality of 
we're going to go have a good time. I'm going to do my best. We're going to come home. Nothing changes, but now how fun that everything gets to change. I mean, the, the amount you train now uh, doing the noon class, and then you have, you have your days that you, that you put in two hours. Was it like that in the past when you were training for regionals or did you put in more hours? Was it, was it different? I put in more 2000. 17 maybe I trained I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Roy Gamboa he qualified fourth and has been at the top multiple yeah. times I trained with him and we would train in the morning from like 10 to 12 and then we'd come back in the evening and train from like two to five so I would definitely put in a lot more work than we were on Henshaw's running we did weightlifting we did cardio we did this so we were doing everything and I had I enjoyed it with him but it didn't help me because I still didn't make it to the games. And then I had an even bigger reality check of, okay, I'm training so hard. Why didn't I make it? I'm supposed to. Mm. So I've trained more in the past, but it still didn't benefit me how this weekend did. Mm. Uh, this, this might be a difficult question to answer, but it's come to my attention that a lot of top athletes, um, I know Patrick Valner as well. He's also training less, but more intense and, He's put it on social media and I actually wanted to say with, with you as well, with, you know, having to rush home with your daughters, you don't rest in between your lifts. You pack away or set up for your Metcon during your lifts. You know, it's, it's being yes. effective, being effective with, with your time. So if you had to um, give advice to somebody that wants to train to be an elite athlete, because in my mind, I think that what you need to do is four to six to eight hours. I mean, that's what these athletes are putting in. That's what you see on social media. That's what it takes to be at the top. You showed us, and there's other athletes that's showing us it's not necessary. So what is your advice? I would definitely, I love this quote, look at intensity over volume. Focus on intensity, not volume. So these people will say, oh, I'm at the gym five hours a day. Okay, what was your heart rate like during your Metcon? Was it between 150 and 160? Or was it between 180 and 190? Like, are you pushing yourself to the best of your ability? Mm. And it's helped me. Granted, I haven't won the games like Tia, so I'm not going to speak. Mm. She does a lot more volume than me. We'll see how my strategy plays out at the game. <laughs> but what worked for me at the Granite it's, Games? It's working it fine. It's working fine. Intensity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say intensity over volume. Yeah. Because for a lot of these athletes um, and those that are, I don't want to say lucky enough because they worked to get there. Matt Frazier, when he was still competing, he didn't wake up one day and decide, I'm going to be a full-time athlete. He got to a point and then he was good enough, he won enough, and then he could be a full-time athlete. So not a lot of people have, and I want to say this luxury, because it's not a luxury, it is their job, but you have to get to a certain point. The yeah. Prob- yeah, the, the problem, sorry, I, I started the question. I want to change it. I had this, because co- <clears throat> apologies. I had this question with the previous athlete I spoke to as well is there's with not just COVID, but CrossFit in general and the season, there's a limited amount of competitions and events where athletes mm-hmm. make money to do this full right. time. And I know there's been a lot of criticism regarding the payout for the semifinals. And I'm not going to express my Mm -hmm. my thoughts on on money and so on and the amount that they are giving, the amount that they are actually paying the athletes because $5,000 converted into rands is a ton of money. 
like $5,000 in oh, South really? Africa, it's a ton of money. Still not enough to do it full time, but $5,000 in dollars is not a lot of money. So I think there's so much space for the sport to grow and for athletes to make money. There's no, mm-hmm. I mean, right. you, you get um, hockey, ice hockey players that what the games get as a final payout, the winner, that's what they make just to bench for 40 out of 80 games, mm-hmm. for example. So, um, yeah, I think there's still, there's still a lot of space for this sport to grow. Errol, you're, oh, okay, so I'm going to jump the gun now, a gun now and go post games. What is the plan? Do you want to okay. go back? Like, okay, it, depending <laughs> on whatever happens, but let's say you do really, really well and you, you, you know, do better than whatever you expected or set up yourself to do. What is the plan going forward? Would you like to continue on this road? See where it goes? Because you also, I don't know if you, because you, you have a day job as well or you're full-time mom. I, I'm a full-time mom. I have degrees that I could, yes. but and then my husband also owns a business. So I try and help where I can, hmm. but I'd say mom and wife definitely are full-time yes no, i know <laughs> you, 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 you're highly about- qualified you are highly qualified i know that that's why i'm asking Thank if you're you. actually practicing uh, or um yes, are, you, are you um raising your daughter so sorry back to my question post games yeah, yeah what is the plan yeah plan right now is to see what happens at the games mm-hmm. if i do very well then i for sure my plan right now is to come back and do it again next year let's say i place middle of the pack I'm content. I got my low end sign. I punched my ticket. Maybe I'll step back and focus on maybe um, having another kid going from there. But it all kind of depends on how the games go. I'll be honest with that. Because mm. eventually we are building a house right now, me and my husband. Eventually we're going to have enough room for another kid. So I know that's somewhere in my future, maybe not next year, maybe the year after. That's kind of where my headspace is at right now i love it you just seem so relaxed about everything i'm not talking about your your building the house i can't imagine how stressful that must be but i'm, I'm just talking about the sport because crossfitters we're intense folk we get very excited and we mm-hmm. work very hard but being at the level that you are and, and and punching your ticket to the games a lot of athletes will get you know we as i said we're intense but you just you're taking it in your stride it's awesome I still use, I love that you say punching your ticket. Cause I think part of me still doesn't believe it. Even yesterday I was working out and like getting tired and I had to remind myself, like you're a games athlete, you've got to push it now. Like you could do this, you're a games athlete. So I think a little part of it is still being a little bit, um, starstruck. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm just doing my normal workouts. And it's like, no, you're a games athlete. You have to work out. So I think I'm still just stuck in the, stuck in the moment of the greater games. <laughs> I quickly, uh, sorry, uh, before, uh, last thing I want to, well, not last thing, one of the things I, I just want to touch on is recovery. One of the important mm-hmm. things about going back day after day after day is recovery. What do you do to recover? Sleep obviously is very important, but you have a toddler. So that's right. obviously something that is very, very hard. So recovery wise, what is your strategy? What do you do? Do you have a team of people behind you? Do you go to the physio? Do you go to a massage therapist? What does it look like? That's so funny. I have nothing. <laughs> so we have. I have uh, nothing. A PT. <laughs> I only have I'm a ticket. I'm the horrible the person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have a PT who's actually in our gym, oh. but I was even talking to him yesterday and I haven't needed to see him once. 
my body has held up so amazing and I'm so thankful. I don't have any shoulder pain, back pain, knee pain, hip pain. Right now I feel amazing. I will say I've really been focusing on since quarterfinals eating well. So I think that has helped me recover. I'll eat as much clean foods as I can. So like veggies, meats, and try not to take anything packaged or refined processed. So my nutrition I'd say is number one. After that, I'm not over here taking um, post-workout. I'm not going to massage therapists. I'm not nothing high maintenance. I'm very laid back as you can tell Mm -hmm. (laughs) until something hurts you won't see me at the physical therapist getting worked on, which thankfully nothing is hurt. Knock on wood. (laughs) Well, whatever you're doing, it's, it's clearly working. And um, I think it's, it's fantastic that the year that you didn't expect it, it it actually happened. So it's just to show that the moment you take, you take that stress off of you, it just, and and focus on having fun things, things will happen and, and you will just trust your fitness and, and trust your body and, and its capabilities. And obviously it's worked so far for you. Right. Well, it's just so fun because I'll look back on my previous regionals and I would say I was trying to be in control. Whereas this year I kind of just let God work and I'll go to the gym, I'll train, but my security is not in CrossFit and just how he's blessed that this year has been mm-hmm. amazing. And you you are very religious. You've, you've spoken about religion um, on social media and so on. Has, has this been a big part of your life um, always or has it changed recently or since you've had a daughter? Or... It's gotten increasingly better since having a daughter. I grew up in the church, but it didn't really become my own until it was tested. And for me, my big testing was having a kid outside of marriage. What does God say about this? How do I feel about this? Just having a lot of shame, but God showed me that there's nothing I can do that I'm not deserving of his love and he forgives everything. So since that moment, I've really gotten close, which is funny because that's when I quit my CrossFit career. So I got closer to God then, and he's just blessed me with more than I could ever imagine. You had to step back just to reevaluate everything and yeah, yeah, came back, came back stronger. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, mom you, strength <laughs> hashtag mom strength i mean i'm looking into this mm-hmm. because it, the hashtag is going around and i love it people are talking about it and i'm i'm all for it and i'm really really enjoying it and i think actually there's going to be a lot of people researching it i know there was I, I can't for the love of me remember for the life of me remember who posted it but they actually had this whole explanation and this graph of what happens to your body when you really? have a baby and I, i'm going to look for it and i'm going to send it to you it is very interesting i didn't have time to read it but i think i saved it, it on please. my phone to see how they explain and what happens to your body and why people are saying you know hashtag mom strength and whatever i think it's very interesting Ariel, if people want to follow you on instagram or, or on social media and and follow you at the games you know the or leading up to the games where can they follow you Yeah, I would say follow me on Instagram, which is Ariel, A-R-I-E-L-L-E, arm, A-R-M. Facebook is more for like my family, but I would say Instagram would be perfect to follow me. And I don't have Snapchat, don't have Twitter, don't have TikTok. So Instagram. (laughs) Instagram. I think that is the the most popular one for for athletes I've I've noticed. Mm -hmm. Ariel, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I really, really enjoyed it. And all the best for your preparation yeah. leading up to the games and we're rooting for you and looking forward to see you um, 
just giving it your all and um, placing high up on the leaderboard and hopefully seeing you back next year. No, you're so sweet. Well, thanks for having me on, Christelle. It was awesome. Have a lovely day and we chat again, hey?